Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Why am I talking so fast? Well, it's because we have a ton of information to go over in this show. Uh, I'm super excited about this show. Um, This particular topic is a controversial one. And it's one that commonly comes up in the health and fitness community, choosing the perfect diet. Everybody has an opinion on what the perfect diet is. And most of the time, it's the one that works for them. So vegetarian, keto, vegan, paleo, Ornish, Zone, South Beach, Atkins, carnivore, fruititarian, uh, low calorie, low fat, low carb, no grains. Humans have literally tried everything to figure out what is the perfect diet for um, weight loss is probably the main reason why people do it, but also health and performance as well. So is there one that triumphs over all others? When, and also, you know, how do we logically choose that diet that triumphs over all others? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about All my clients and listeners to this show who have subscribed to the invite list to Thorn, uh, you're using the best supplements in the game. Thorn supplements. Um, These are third-party tested and verified to to have in them what they say they do. You get what you pay for, friends. Uh, That means that if you're going to buy supplements from... Um, just any old place, you may not be getting what you're actually paying for and you may not be absorbing what you're actually paying for. Not the case with Thorn. We're using the best supplements in the game. Uh, the Mayo Clinic uses Thorn supplements, okay? Um, the USA, USA Olympic teams. I mean, come on. This is, this is the best supplements in the game. That's why we use them. Uh, they, I don't recommend supplements like Every day, all day, we take all these supplements, right? But in the case that we need them, these are the best in the game. And I do use Thorn supplements on the regular, especially with my protein powders like Medibolic, MediClear, uh, the whey protein, the collagen with NAD. And there's so many different ways to make your smoothies with these Thorn supplements. So if you want to join uh, the Thorn invite list, I give all my listeners 25% off the entire store for life. Not just one code I'm going to send you. If you join the invite list, all you have to do is send me your email. You just log in and you get 25% off. Also, leave me a review and subscribe to the show. If you've listened to more than one or two of my podcasts, it's time to become a subscriber. So hit the subscribe button, pause this, and also If you're really getting a lot out of this, this is really helping you, then please take a second, pause the show, leave me a review on whatever player you're listening to, or leave me a review on Google Places. Just type in Muscles and Veggies Fitness and leave me a review. That helps people find my personal training services here in Northwest Arkansas. Let's get on with this topic, though. I'm ready to dive into this. First of all, I don't even like the word dieting, okay? Uh, Dieting has a very restrictive connotation attached to it, and I really love the word nutrition because we want to nourish and feed our beloved body, this place where we live, this gift we've been given. And so we have to stop viewing dieting 
as a restrictive, we, well, I should re-say that. We have to stop viewing eating as this restrictive form of punishment, whereas we go on a diet. Second of all, there are some nutritional basics that I want to cover before we even get into the nitty-gritty. We have to have proteins. They're called essential amino acids. Okay, so anybody who argues that we, um, we don't have to have proteins or we don't have to have adequate protein or that we've overestimated protein, they probably don't, under, under, or they don't understand well essential amino acids. They literally are the building blocks of us to live. Not only the building blocks of our body, but the building blocks of our hormones, our neurotransmitters. Um, we cannot survive without these essential amino acids. Goes along with that is essential fats essential fatty acids. Uh, these primarily are the drivers for fat-soluble vitamins like vitamins A, D, E, and K. And we cannot survive without these vitamins. We cannot make these vitamins endogenously. We have to consume them. And therefore, we have to have these essential fatty acids so that they can have a carrier that we can absorb them. Okay. There are no essential carbohydrates. Um, so we, we don't have to worry about like, are we getting enough carbs per se? However, carbs are important for a few different, uh, parameters. And when I say carbs, I want you to think of colorful carbs, not the white carbs. Um, carbs are important to lower cortisol, especially because going too low carb for too long sometimes has the ability to drive up cortisol and also sex hormone binding globulin, globulin which will lower your testosterone, your sex hormones uh, in some cases, not all cases. Also, uh, the important is carbs actually feed our muscular performance. So we store glycogen in our muscles. And yes, all you keto people, uh, we can resynthesize carbohydrate or we can resynthesize our glycogen through eating excess protein, but it's inefficient. Okay. Why would we, why would I circumvent, um, going around eating carbohydrates and think that going around that and using extra protein that doesn't get digested can then be converted into glucose. That's just an inefficient way to go around it when we think about that logically. So that's my opinion. I feel like there's a place for carbohydrates in a healthy, uh, balanced nutrition plan. And that's also because it feeds muscular performance. We store glucose in the muscle. We don't store fat in the muscle per se, uh, but we do have a storage mechanism in the muscle for glucose. So tell me, what is the best fuel for muscular performance? I'll drop the mic right there. Feeding the microbiome is the the other reason why I think uh, there are a, there is a place for some carbohydrates. Low glycemic, healthy prebiotic fiber carbohydrates is what we're talking about. They feed the microbiome. Our microbiome has been proven to be the main source of our immune system. I'll leave it right there so we can go on. Now that rules out about half the diets I just listed above. We have to have protein and essential amino acids. We have to have essential fatty acids. So that rules out like these low fat diets and things like that. Um, the essential amino acids, the full spectrum does not come from vegan or vegetarian sources. Okay. I mean, you could make the argument, maybe vegetarian, but not vegan. So that's why they have to supplement with uh, certain foods to make sure 
that they can get it, the essential amino acids they need, okay? I don't want to go too far on a rabbit hole on that, but just know that if you're on a vegan and vegetarian diet, there is a healthy way to do that. You just have to be really smart about making sure you're taking the right supplements to optimize your essential amino acids and essential fatty acids if you're not getting the full spectrum. Now, there are some nuances to this conversation. For example, some people respond better or worse to certain foods. Um, some people do really, really well with saturated fat. Some people don't. Some people do really, really well with certain meats, and some people don't. Some people do horrible on a vegan or vegetarian diet, and some people absolutely thrive on it. Okay, so that tells me one thing over my last 10 years of coaching experience. We are all bio-individual, okay? So if anybody's telling you this is the one end-all, be-all diet, they don't have enough experience in the field coaching people to really say for certain, because we're all so different and we all have different genetics. We are all completely 100% authentically unique. You have your fingerprints are like no one else's. Your eyeballs are like no one else's. Okay, that's a staggering, awesome feature of being a human being. So we have to context this conversation about nutrition that we all have to kind of be our own tour guide and experiment and pay attention to the signals that our body is sending us because we're all so unique, different foods affect us differently, okay? So one thing that is for sure that anyone that is preaching this like government food plate pyramid, six servings of grains a day and dairy a part of every meal doesn't have any real world coaching experience and improving people's health, lowering inflammation, improving body composition all at the same time, okay? Which brings me to another pet peeve of mine in the health and fitness industry. And this is the term, if it fits your macros. Let's break this down for a second. If it fits your macros is an old bodybuilding plan that basically as long as you hit what your macros are trying to hit and your caloric threshold is in a deficit, that you will lose weight. And to like in context here, it is true. You can be in a calorie deficit and you can lose weight. However, that does not mean that your overall health is improving. There's a popular YouTube uh, YouTuber that has basically no qualifications whatsoever to be able to coach people or offer nutritional advice. He has a bachelor's in uh, chemistry and science, so he likes to read studies. But he does, not, um, he does not offer any qualifications whatsoever to be able to give nutritional advice. And he also coaches clients too, which is questionable. But either way, he made an entire video that was clean eating versus if it fits your macros. And he outlined his conclusion at the end of the thing, going over all the studies, was that it doesn't matter if you eat clean as long as it fits your macros, you got the same weight loss outcomes. And so I feel like this is incredibly irresponsible as someone who has almost 4 million followers on, on YouTube to tell people this advice. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the reasons why. Because um, he's offering weight loss advice. People need to understand 
that weight loss is not conducive or in direct alignment with improving your health and fitness. Okay. So what about the conversation of avoiding trans fats because they cause heart disease, stroke, the number one killer in the world? What about the conversation of avoiding MSG to prevent dementia and Alzheimer's because it's heavily correlated with high glutamate levels in the brain, which depletes our GABA and causes Alzheimer's and dementia. What about avoiding inflammatory processed foods to decrease the risk of cancer and diabetes and these other killers, right? For example, you know, this guy likes to quote a lot of studies in his YouTube videos. Well, what about this study? The NIH put out a study in 2019 that low testosterone levels were found in both animals and humans with high inflammatory cytokines. Okay. If you have high inflammation from processed food, inflammatory diet, you are lowering your ability to produce testosterone. This was found in both animals and humans. Okay. So yeah, if it fits your macros, we can lose some weight on that and it works for bodybuilders, but are you improving your testosterone levels? Are you lowering inflammation and improving your immune system? What about this study? This was in 2015, also produced by the NIH um, and posted on PubMed found that chronic inflammatory, chronic inflammation negatively impacts all physiological functions, causing an array of degenerative conditions, including diabetes, cancer, cardiovascular disease, osteoarthritic, neurodegenerative disorders, autoimmunity, and aging. I'm going to say that one more time in case you didn't catch it. Maybe you're in traffic right now or something. But this study found that chronic inflammation measured by interleukin-10 and CRP, which you can run on a blood lab, it negatively affects all physiological functions. So it basically completely downregulates our entire immune system and puts us at risk for diabetes, cancer, heart disease, uh, arthritic conditions, dementia, Alzheimer's, autoimmunity, and aging. Okay, so I think it's irresponsible for us to think that this if it fits your macros type dogma improves health and fitness. You know what it improves? It improves bad eating habits and supporting Western diet food systems that are actually killing our friends and family members right now. Okay, so I know that sounds like a really bold statement, but it's the truth. It is the truth. Okay, heart disease, number one killer in the world. What drives heart disease? Yes, there is a genetic factor, but can we make the argument that lifestyle pulls the trigger, genetics loads the gun? Okay, so yeah, I have a history of cancer and heart disease on my mom and dad's side of the family. Okay, but my lifestyle is what pulls the trigger on those genetic, that genetic loaded gun. Okay, so I can avoid those things by making sure I'm taking care of my immune system so that it can have high T killer cells and kill cancer and whatnot. Uh, and also I can keep my blood cholesterol low or at least uh, healthy because that's the other thing is low blood cholesterol does not correlate with uh, lower rates of heart attack and stroke. It's actually the low number of triglycerides and the high number of HDL cholesterol. That is actually what prevents you against heart attack. So if you want if you're worried about heart attack or, or stroke or that's in your family, focus on the ratio between HDL and triglycerides. You want somewhere close to a one-to-one -one ratio. That means if your triglycerides are around 70 or 80, which is really good, by the way, 
then you want your HDL to be around 70 or 80 measured on a blood lab. That's a one-to-one -one ratio, okay? So I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but the reason is why I'm so passionate about an anti-inflammatory whole foods nutrition program. What we, we have to separate weight loss from health and fitness. They are always not found in unison. I'll give you a perfect example. Everyone right now is on these GLP-1 drugs. I did a podcast on Munjaro and Ozempic. And yes, I'll say their names out loud. Um, they're, in my opinion, these peptides are going to cause massive harm to a lot of people because it's going to completely wreck their metabolisms. You cannot live off six to 800 calories a day for a prolonged period of time and not downregulate your thyroid health, your hormonal health, uh, your muscle mass will completely deplete. Therefore, your, your BMR, your metabolic rate will be so low that when you start eating normal again, because you can't take these drugs forever, you, that, that person will have issues coming out of that hole that they've dug. And I hope they don't. I, I hope I'm wrong. Honestly, I do. Um, so let's go back here. Let me get off the, the tangent that I'm on. And let's bring it back to what I actually recommend as a nutrition plan. Because it's clear, <laughs> it's clear that I don't advocate for if it fits your macros. But I do advocate for an anti-inflammatory nutrition program. What is that? What does that consist of? Well, it has to do all of the following. Number one, it has to balance your blood sugar. You can measure this on a fasting glucose uh, glucometer from Walgreens or Walmart or anything like that. But you can also look back at your labs, look at your HbA1c. That's a three-month average of your blood sugar. And make sure that that number is under 5.7. Okay, We want your fasting blood glucose to be under 90 would be ideal under 100 be okay we got some work to do if it's above 100 i'm a little bit concerned because you're trending on pre-diabetes okay also um we this not only has to balance your blood sugar but it has to keep your infl your inflammation low your inflammatory markers things like interleukin 10 and c-reactive protein also known as crp well, you can look at these on blood labs. If these markers are like, let's say CRP is below a three, we're doing okay. If it's below a one, you're doing fantastic. If it's above a three or above a five, we have a little fire that's burning in your blood. And over time, that little fire is downregulating your immune system because that immune system is always dealing with this low level fire in the blood. And that's going to downregulate your hormones. It's going to downregulate your immune system. You're going to get sick more often. Um, you're going to deal with arthritic conditions more because inflammation, itis, is the Latin term. That's why gingivitis, arthritis, um, anything with an itis on the end of it is just literally inflammation of that area or of the joint or of the mouth. Uh, tendonitis is inflammation of the tendon. That's just inflammation, right? So we want to, whatever it is, like let's say it's any of the following of those diets I mentioned, as long as it balances your blood sugar and it keeps inflammations low, cool, man, I'm on, I'm on board with that. It also has to avoid highly processed foods because that's what's going to drive inflammation. It has to avoid processed oils because that's what's going to drive inflammation and heart disease. It has to have somewhat of a balanced profile of macros 
at least in terms of essential fatty acids and essential amino acids. So I'm not like, you know, killing carnivore or throwing keto out the door or anything like that. Uh, Cause I do feel like there's a healthy way to do both of those, but make sure you're checking your CRP, make sure you're checking your blood sugar, make sure you're checking your levels of inflammation. Even if you're on a carnivore or keto diet, don't just go off of what everybody else is saying, do your own lab testing and make sure that you're kind of checking all these boxes, right? Make sure that your triglyceride ratios and your, your uh, healthy cholesterol is in range. Make sure that your thyroid function is on point. Make sure that your cortisol is not through the roof or your sex hormone binding globulin is through the roof because you're doing too much low carb dieting, things like that. And then lastly, we have to prioritize essential amino acids and essential fats. Uh, which is basically what I just said. So I'm again, like just making sure that we're prioritizing these things that our body cannot make endogenously. And that way we're, we're checking off all the bases. Cause remember, this is not about dieting. This is nutrition. We are nourishing our body, the gift we've been given in a future podcast or two. I'm going to break down some of these things we talked about, like monosodium glutamate or trans fats or processed seed oils, which are also trans fats in some way. Um, because I feel like it's important to go over some of these. They're, they're good reminders. And repetition is oftentimes the best way to learn these things to where they stick. All right. So listen, I'm going to leave it there. We're at 21 minutes. Um, if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, please leave me a review. Shoot me your email. You can go to musclesandveggies.com or you can DM me on Instagram. Shoot me your email to join that Thorn Supplement invite list. That will give you 25% off the store. Review the show. Subscribe to the show. Stay tuned. We've got some really cool topics coming up on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a good day.